Hey everyone, welcome back to This Week in Marketing Show, also known as the TWIM Show. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of October 26, 2020. And mind you, I want to share with you that this is the uh, this is the week where we cover a lot of the quarter earnings when you're going to see quarter earnings from a lot of different platforms. So be prepared to um, hear a lot of numbers. Number one, uh, we have that reports Q3 earnings from Twitter. And Twitter's uh, apparently earned about $936 million in this quarter, which is not really uh, good or bad. I'm not going to com- comment on that. All I want to comment on is, you know, their growth. Uh, seems like they had a 14% year-over-year increase in revenue. And other than that, they've added about 2 million new users in Q3. So that brings their total monthly uh, daily active users to 187 to 188 million. How did we come up with this number? Well, they announced that they had 166 million daily active users in Q1, and then they added 20 more million in Q2, and in third quarter, they added only 2 million. Twitter themselves do not know why they only added 2 when they had 20 during this Q2, which is actually in the middle of the pandemic here in the US as well as around the world. But Twitter is hopeful that the number of users they're going to add in Q4, it's going to pick up. With that, let's move on to the next one, which is again from Twitter, which uh, Twitter basically uh, announced, or not announced, released a report in terms of how can brand enhance their messaging during the pandemic. So the three things that they actually covered in that report is that number one is lead with purpose, uh, bring empathy to your brand, uh, and Twitter suggests brands to analyze how they can align with purpose-driven campaigns to ignite positivity and bring some happiness to followers. The second point is lead with something new. And what they have found is like, you know, brands that have launched during the pandemic are seeing about 15 to 25% growth. Now, it may sound counterintuitive, counterintuitive, uh, is why would a brand that launches during the pandemic really picks up or takes off is because, you know, Twitter is saying, well, people are so bored and they have nothing new to engage with. They want something to engage with. They want something new. They want something to keep them distracted, which is why, you know, they're saying anything that launched during this pandemic is actually seeing a lot of growth. Now, the third thing is, they said, lead by connecting. And what do that, uh, allow me to help you uh, unpack it for you. Not allow me to unpack it for you, uh, which is, uh, they're saying, keep up with trends. If a certain meme is trending, go ahead and create your own meme for your company. And one of the examples they've used for is for the great LeBron James. LeBron James had this meme, or actually, not LeBron James, but, you know, they had a, uh, I forgot what, a sports magazine website did a meme on LeBron James where on one side, it's a side-by-side, one side it was how it started, the other side is how it it is going now. On the left-hand side of how it started was showing LeBron James, you know, in the early days, practicing, and how it's going is when they're showing LeBron James with trophy and all those things. Now, what today is saying is use that since it's catching up how it started versus how it's going maybe use that for your own thing maybe you know like amazon is a great example when amazon started it started in a small office actually it was amazon was started in the i think in the home in the bedroom or in the living room of jeff bezos but after that they moved into an office and they did not uh, have a t- money to buy a table 
right? They did not have my money to buy a table. So what they did was they had Jeff Bezos took a door uh, that he found on the street, uh, and then he basically put some legs onto it, and he used that as a table for a long period of time. And that video is up on YouTube. Now that's how that would be how Amazon started. And now he, how it's going, they could show that stock market, like they have about close to over a $1 trillion market cap. So I think you get the point. Let's move on. Uh, and next we have is uh, a quarter earnings from a friends at Facebook. In Q3, they earned $3.7 billion. Uh, they have about, they've seen about 35 new million users using their Facebook app alone. Uh, they have lost a little bit of users in US and Canada during 2020 last quarter, and they're not sure why again, but they've seen a lot of growth in the uh, international like Asia Pacific region and India actually tops that list in terms of growth. And the other thing is Facebook is reaching about 3 million, three, I make a mistake, it's 3 billion users mark uh, in that you know, whole access. So what this all means is that the opportunity to advertise and to reach people is still the big largest in Facebook. Maybe Google is somewhere up there just because everyone Googles Google and goes to YouTube as well. And we are going to cover YouTube a little bit in our show as well. With that, let's move on to the next update, which is Facebook from Facebook as well, which is in a Facebook published uh, report. Uh, on how consumers' behavior have changed because of this COVID pandemic and which trends are likely to carry forward in the post-pandemic world. The, you know, it's basically as a, they're giving us best practices and one of the things they're touching, the few things that they're touching on, which is about four or five, five of them, they're touching on is interactions have become more virtual now, online meetings have increased, haha, <laughs> don't we all know that? Uh, the second thing is that people are resorting to online video apps and online stuff for entertainment and they're using an example of how TikTok did hosted a virtual concert, Fortnite hosted a virtual video game show um, and then you know it's like the, so the trend is like more around people are staying busy with social media and video games and online games just because they cannot go out anywhere because you know the cinema halls are closed. Cinemas are closed, bowling alleys are closed, bars are closed, and there's a high chance of COVID, so it's just like not happening. Um, what's Facebook saying is that you know, brand should focus on building stronger communities, aka Facebook groups, hint, hint. Uh, number four, Facebook saying cash place payments methods have shown showed a sharp rise during the pandemic. Again, it's a no-brainer, right? If we're home, people don't want to use cash, they want to use their card, they going into digital currency a lot more. Uh, so basically, but along with that, what they're saying is that brands must improve their online shopping experience. And folks, if you're listening to this show, you know we have covered again and again how online shopping experience actually matters. Online experience matters a lot. So focus on that. And the fifth thing that Facebook has mentioned that they're planning to add features to messaging apps that include payment options, right? And this has always been Facebook's, uh, I guess, wish to add something similar to what they have in WeChat in China, to add be this one master app that you could do everything from ordering a service to paying to sharing payments to everything, ratings, things like that. Facebook wants to be WeChat. Well, unfortunately for Facebook, there's competition in America. So, you know, we'll see who wins on that one. But for now, I know they will be able to get away with adding payment options in messaging apps. 
The third thing is Facebook basically did a conductor's analysis and they said, how many times should you show your ad to a consumer? Right. That's a age. That's a question we all ask. How many times should I go? And we never had any, you know, guidance. And we always said, oh, it's three. Oh, it's four. Now Facebook has done some analysis and uh, they've used about 2,500 campaigns roughly and figured out that, you know, obviously more is better. That's what Facebook is saying. More impression is correlated with better actions, action intent and ad recall rates, but there is a limit. That's the catch. They're saying after five or six impressions, positive results starts to taper off, even with for ads with good creative. And that's also relative to the ad itself. A good engaging ad will see better performance than an average one. That's what according to Facebook. So, but the results show that you know uh Six is a six is probably the good number. After that, you probably want to rotate your creative. You probably want to use a different ad set and see from there. Again, folks, that's just a, you know a result from a case study or from a data study. So you know, use it with a grain of salt, but you know, and see how it does for you, right? With that, let's move on to our friends at Pinterest. Pinterest also announced their Q3 earnings, and what one thing really caught my attention was that. Pinterest has 442 million, uh, 442 million monthly active users. Yes, that's close to half a billion with a B. And they have grown phenomenally, phenomenally uh, year over the years. Their quarter three earnings is, was about 443 million as well, you know, which is great. But the other thing is, you know, they're still they had a loss. As well, but again, we are not a financial podcast. We are basically marketing podcast. What we want to talk about is like you know how many users or consumers can we reach on the platform. Um, so adding you know having four hundred forty-two million monthly active users or adding twenty-six million new users in the past quarter is amazing, right? It's amazing. Uh, Pinterest is a very visual platform. So you know where Twitter added only two. Pinterest at 26. So folks, you see where Pinterest is going. It's growing exponentially. If you're not on Pinterest and you have an e-commerce product, you want to be on Pinterest, especially with all the things that we are going to cover in the next slide, which is the new options and the features that Pinterest has added onto their platforms for retailers. Number one, it's looking to better replicate the in-store shopping experience with an updated shop tab on business profiles, which puts more emphasis on presentation for browsing, right? So the updated profile enables merchants to transform their shop tab into a storefront with feature in-stock product organized by category, featured products, groups, and dynamically created recommendations. That's quote-unquote from directly from uh, Pinterest themselves. Uh, this basically to what this means is this change essentially give businesses more ways to present their products on the tab, which could help encourage more shopping behavior. Again, Pinterest wants you to be on the platform. Pinterest wants you to engage with the platform. They want you to make a purchase and also they want to buy off of you as well because you know Pinterest wants the seller to be able to sell as well because that would basically mean everyone's happy. Now, in addition to that, you know, pinners who search for shopping related ideas, they will also be shown a listing of recommended recommended merchants in their search results, aka there's probably going to be some sort of ad options down in the future. It's too early, but hey, that's just me saying based on how the industry works, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, and the third thing they're saying is they're also testing a new product tagging options, which would give merchants the ability to tag their own scene image with exact products. This is similar to what Instagram did 
like you know last week and we covered it in a show where you know now you can see an image on instagram and if it, it you can and sometimes when you tap on it you see a dot comes up and you click on the dot it shows you the product and the price and takes you directly to the product page we'll see if that's the exactly what instagram uh, pinterest is doing or not uh, time will tell i haven't tested it out yet <clears throat> The fourth thing that Pinterest said is that Pinterest is also looking to improve its catalog ingestion process, making it easier for brands to connect the product listings directly to the pins. It may not be for you and me who may have five or 10 SKUs or 10 product different categories, but if you are a business that has like you know, hundreds of categories or 50 plus, maybe this, is going, may, this will be a good thing for you. Uh, so we're not going to spend too much time on this one. And the last thing is now they have the video ad unit, uh, Pinterest is saying video, vi video views on Pinterest have increased more than three times in 2020, while previous research has uh, indicated that pinners are more likely to make a purchase after viewing a brand content on the platform. So what this is saying is that, you know, video content remains very, very popular, especially repeat video views. And what they're saying is um, they're creating catalogs and collection to make uh, collection a shopping ad format. So what they're saying is some products just belong together. That's why we are bringing together catalogs and collections to make collections a shopping ad format. As part of this update, brands can also select a main asset and a corresponding product group to create an inspiring multi-image ad unit, aka Facebook carousel, since carousel ad, since we all know that. And additionally, we are launching option to use video as a hero in a collections ad unit to further tell a brand story. Folks, this is just, uh, if you have been on Facebook app and you've seen Carousel ad, this is exactly what it is they're doing. Anyways, uh, you know, it's good to see Pinterest is actually taking a page out of the Facebook's uh, ad, you know, program or ad strategy and introducing new inventory and new stuff. Uh, with that, let's move on to the next one, which is from our friends at YouTube. YouTube hits about $5 billion in ad revenue, 30 million premium, premium and music subscribers in Q3. However, they, this is, uh, before I say however part, I will just say they did not cover, you know, how many users, uh, their daily active users they have, uh, monthly engagement, anything of that nature. So, you know, we are still in the dark, but $5 billion in ad revenue is pretty good number if you ask me. Um, because I believe uh, Facebook was about 37 so, hey, they have about almost Facebook, and Facebook is reaching about, you know, 3 billion users. Look at where YouTube is. So if you're not on YouTube, you are missing out. And YouTube cost on YouTube is going up and up on every day. Soon enough, you're going to be, you know, priced out of that option, and you're going to be crying why YouTube is so expensive. With that, let's move on to the next one. To our friends at TikTok, TikTok is still playing along. They are not getting bothered about the upcoming ban or the executive action that President Trump did. And in fact, looks like the courts are siding with TikTok and, you know, maybe they have a lot more to go. But anyways, here what the update is that you know, TikTok has partnered with Shopify and they're giving a lot of different options. Number one is TikTok has a one now has this one-click pixels where Shopify merchants can, merchants can install or connect the TikTok pixel with the click of a button, making it quicker and easier to track conversions. A one-stop shop for TikTok campaigns. Merchants can create campaigns, target audience, and track performance in one place. 
Creative made simple. This is the third one, which is everyone has a story to tell on TikTok and the TikTok channel enables Shopify merchants to create native shareable ads that resonate with the community. TikTok's intuitive creative tools help turn merchants' product into high-quality TikToks in minutes. Fourth, they're giving you free ad credits, $300 to jumpstart your TikTok campaigns, but you have to be eligible. But folks, these are some of the stuff that TikTok is doing uh, you know, to be relevant, not focusing on the negative and just moving along. If TikTok is not on your radar, it should be on the radar, especially if you have a Shopify store. With that, let's move on to our friends at Google. Google's it's a beta tool, which is URL to video. And what they will do is they will analyze your web, web page assets and then arrange them into animated presentation, aka video. This is a great tool. It's in beta. Test it out, it's called URL to video, number two. And we'll see how that goes. Next up, I believe Google has a competitor coming up, a worthy competitor, not Microsoft Bing, it's Apple Search, right? Um, because all the indications, everything that's coming up is like, you know, Apple is getting, fast-tracking their Apple Search program. It's just because a lot of things are happening and they just don't wanna be, uh, be uh, at the mercy of Google, number one, and number two is obviously they're losing out ad revenues. What ad revenues? Well, if you're searching on ads, you've got to be having ads, right? Imagine, look at Amazon. Amazon, new search for products, and now you see sponsored listings. So obviously, that's a big market. They don't want to lose out. They're going to fast track it. With that, move on to the next one. Again, back to our friends at YouTube. And YouTube Shorts, aka copycat or clone of Instagram Reels, aka clone of TikTok, right? Uh, it's something that was announced in the summer and then when TikTok was banned in India, Google rushed and basically introduced shots into the folks in India because TikTok was banned. So now they are coming up and they're basically giving some guidance even though shots is not widely available in the US, but they're just saying it, hey, if you want your video to be uh, featured in shots then here are some of the tips you should follow number one is make sure your video is 60 seconds or under and it's shot in the vertical format not in the uh, widescreen format that's number one number two add the hashtag shots to the title of your short video clip will increase your chances of appearing in the shots itself creators should keep their shorts clip highly visual and highly accessible because some people who see your shorts might not be your channel subscribers creators should also avoid using any inside jokes while you shouldn't spend too much time on creating memes or tiles titles just make sure you are getting your message out there and keeping it short and keeping it short and keep it sweet uh, YouTube also knows that your short video clip will also be available as your standard YouTube videos as well. So creators need to consider whether the content fits into the regular programming schedule or whether it might fit into your broader channel content. That means just because you want to be featured on shorts, don't start making dancing videos, even though you are a market and grow or twin show podcast, right? Uh, because it's not going to fit into it when that video, short video shows up in your channel. So that's what YouTube is saying. There is no word on when YouTube will to launch uh, shorts in all regions. But given the ongoing development, you can expect to uh, come in sometime soon, probably in the holiday season here. With that, let's move on to our friends on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft, so we found this update in the Microsoft's uh, report, a quarterly earnings report, uh, is that you know LinkedIn, is, LinkedIn now has about 722 million members worldwide, up from 675 million 
back in January of this year. But they don't break it down by how many active users they have. Uh, but, you know, previous estimates have suggested LinkedIn, LinkedIn's active user base is generally half of its total audience because LinkedIn does have a spam problem and fake user account problem. We all know that people open five, six, ten different accounts and just use LinkedIn to spam people, send messages and connect people and do pitch all these business ideas. So even if it's if they're saying they have 772 million users, that means we have they have about 361 million active users per month. It's still a good number, right? Uh, and so I would say, you know, and LinkedIn, Microsoft's reporting that professional net, that LinkedIn saw record levels of engagement, aka up 31% in the most recent quarter. What that means, contrast to what we do not know, because Microsoft didn't release that number. So basically, take it uh, as you see it. But, you know, if it's 330 million users active on the platform, maybe it's worth looking into it in terms of advertising and promoting a product. Next up is from our friends at Snapchat. For the second year in a row, Facebook, uh, Snapchat has basically released their global friendship report in terms of, and this year being 2020 being like a pandemic year, they're just basically talking about how people are, uh, users are connecting and becoming friends and maintaining their friendship throughout COVID-19. It's not really a marketing stuff. It's just something, you know, if you like this kind of stuff, you should be look into it. Or if you're into the relationship area, dating, friendship, uh, this is great for you. If not, you know, just gloss, just gloss over it or just skip it. Uh, you would not miss anything with that. Let's move on to the last update of our week. And this is an interesting report that's coming out of Visa UK. And, you know, Visa is like a credit card company. They process a lot of the payments, so they have data. And one of the data they said is like 25% of uh, online shopping or online purchases happen through social media. Right, right, folks, that's 25%. And they're saying, basically say that, you know, as social media, online purchases are here to stay. They're not going anywhere. And late night swipe, uh, basically what they're saying is that, you know, they, they have seen that 13% of the transactions happen after midnight. And that's a UK-based, you know, Visa UK, so they're looking at UK patterns. But you know, nevertheless, it's a great report. It gives you insights to, you know, how important social media is. Like if 25%, one in four is happening online because of social media, that number is going to keep going up and up. It's not going to go down anymore. Number two is 13% is transactions are happening after midnight. So if you're stopping your ads after midnight and if you're not trying to grab those late night uh, shoppers, maybe you're missing out. And you know, that reminds me before I close uh, is that I always wonder, you know, back in the day when I was in college or and I used to study and I used to be you know, on pool and all nighter and I would have the TV running behind me and I would see all these shopping channels and all these products coming up, right, selling. And I always, always wonder who would buy it, right? But now I kind of know people are up all night long. They don't have anything. If you have a good creative and good story, people are going to pick up the phone. Well, they doesn't have to pick up the phone. They're just going to make it's much easier now. You can just, you know, put your buy now and put your credit card number and you're done. Anyways, folks, uh, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. If you'd like to read more, make sure you visit our show page where you will find the links to the articles. And if you enjoyed this, this episode of This Week in Marketing, Make sure you give us a thumbs up and follow us on our social media pages. Once again, this is your host, Sajid Islam, signing off. Until next week, au revoir.
Thank you for tuning in this week. It was a pleasure to serve you all. Hit the subscribe button so that you remember to sign on next week. Same place, same time for another round of This Week in Marketing. Yeah.